this is Offhand with Stephen and Lydia. I'm Stephen. And I'm Lydia. And we're excited to bring you today's podcast. Right. So thanks for joining us. We are happy that you're here. Yes. We always love when our friends join us over many miles away. Yes. (laughs) We want to start by giving out a big ol' shout out to our friends at Colfax Community. We were with you this past week at VBS and we had a great time. Yes, we love seeing so many of our friends that we've known for a long time and also we got to meet some new friends. Yeah, and thank you for being so supportive of our jokes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you were so energetic and, and so happy to see us, and we were happy to see you. It was just a really fun time. And thanks for listening so good and learning with us. Yeah. It's always great to learn what Jesus wants us to hear from his word, the Bible. That's why we're so excited to continue our series, our summer series, because yeah. it comes from God's word, the Bible, too. And yeah. we get to learn so many interesting things and our series If you're just tuning in, you should go back and listen a few episodes ago. Yeah. But our series is Miracle Animals of the Bible. And we get to see different animals in the Bible that God used to show his power, sometimes his discipline, and... um, Yeah, and always his goodness. Yes. Mm -hmm. So this, this animal is a quail. Quail in the wilderness. Yeah, and if you don't know what a quail is, it's kind of like a chicken, but not really. It's its own variety of bird. I think like, yeah, chicken or pheasant type. It's Mm kind of like that. It's kind of a short, squatty bird that runs around in the wilderness. They got a cool little thing on their head. They do. That's (laughs) probably my favorite thing about them. Yeah, so let's read the story from the Bible and see how the quail come into play. Yes. All right, so our our story is from Numbers 11, and I will start in verse 4. We're going to jump around this chapter, jump through it a little bit, because it's... It's kind of long. Yeah, it's kind of long, and so there's like snippets that tell the story. Yeah. Now the rabble that was among them had a strong craving, and the people of Israel also wept again and said, Oh, that we had meat to eat. We remember the fish we ate in Egypt that cost nothing. The cucumbers, the melons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. But now our strength is dried up, and there is nothing at all but this manna to look at. Okay, so that was the people talking to Moses. They were complaining. Whining about the food they have to eat. And um, and now in verse 18, we're going to start in verse 18, and this is part of God's answer here. So God is talking here. And say to the people, consecrate yourselves for tomorrow, and you shall eat meat. For you have wept in the hearing of the Lord, saying, who will give us meat to eat? For it was better for us in Egypt. Therefore, the Lord will give you meat, and you shall eat. You shall not eat just one day or two days or five days or ten days or twenty days, but a whole month until it comes out at your nostrils and becomes loathsome to you. Because you have rejected the Lord who is among you and have wept before him saying, Why did we come out of Egypt? But Moses said, The people among whom I am number six hundred thousand on foot, and you have said, I will give them meat that they may eat a whole month. Shall flocks and herds be slaughtered for them and be enough for them? Or shall all the fish of the sea be gathered together for them and be enough for them? And the Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord's hand shortened? Now you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. 
Then we're going to skip down to uh, verse 31. And this is where the quail come in. Oh, all right. I've been waiting for them. Yes, here they come. Then a wind from the Lord sprang up, and it brought quail from the sea and let them fall beside the camp about a day's journey on this side and a day's journey on the other side around the camp and about two cubits above the ground. And the people rose all that day and all night and all the next day and gathered the quail. Those who gathered least gathered ten homers, and they spread them out for themselves all around the camp. While the meat was yet between their teeth, before it was consumed, the anger of the Lord was kindled against the people, and the Lord struck down the people with a very great plague. Therefore, the name of that place was called Kibroth Hatava because they buried the people who had the craving. So there's a little passage there. Yes, and you might have a lot of questions now. Yeah, I sure did. <laughs> you read this story and you go, what? Why did God, first of all, give them the, what they asked for, but then kill some of them? Yeah. Why did he get so angry? And also, who died? Right. Was, was it everybody? Was it just some people? So we... and. Wasn't that a little harsh? I mean, is God being just like, is he in a bad mood and he's just like, yeah, being, being mad? Well, let's talk about some. Yes, yes. First of all, let's remember that the very part, beginning part that Lydia read, they were saying that the rabble, the people were starting to get really uh, angry and complaining. They had a craving. They were wanting, They really what they were wanting was they were wanting like to be back in Egypt. Because they say, why don't we have all this fish like in Egypt? Now yeah. we're out here. We had so much food. And, and all so we much have better. is this manna that God provided for them. They were not thankful. So who... So who were the people that were complaining? It says the rabble. Well, who was who that? Well, I can read a little passage in Psalm that kind of explains a little bit. All right. It's Psalm 78, verses 20 through 32. Behold, he struck the rock so that the waters gushed out and streams were overflowing. Can he give bread also? Will he provide meat for his people? Therefore the Lord heard and was full of wrath, and a fire was kindled against Jacob, and anger also mounted against Israel, because he did not believe in God, and he did not trust in his salvation. Yet he commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. He rained down manna upon them to eat and gave them food from heaven. Man did eat the bread of angels. He sent them food in abundance. He caused the east wind to blow in the heavens, and by his power he directed the south wind. When he rained meat upon them like the dust, even winged fowl like the sand of the seas, then he let them fall in the midst of their camp around about their dwellings. So they ate and were filled, and their desire he gave to them. Before they had satisfied their desire, while their food was in their mouths, the anger of God rose against them and killed some of their stoutest ones and subdued the choice men of Israel. In spite of all this, they still sinned and did not believe in his wonderful works. So he brought their days to an end in futility and their years in sudden terror. So this passage makes it a little clearer who God killed for their ungratefulness. It was not all the people who needed it, the, the ones that were, were very hungry and the ones that needed some more 
um, similar um, nutrients and stuff. What he was saying was that the the strongest men of Israel, the healthiest, the healthiest, and some translations even say fattest. So they were like they had had plenty of food, but they were ungrateful. They, they still wanted more. Yeah, and they were they were really being unbelieving whiners, is what they were being, because God had provided for them. He not only rescued them from the terrible stuff they were facing in Egypt and brought them out of slavery, but he had provided for them the whole way, keeping them safe and guiding them and feeding them and giving them water, as this passage reminds us of that story. Giving them water, make sure that they were taken care of, and all they could do was whine. Yeah, these these men, these ungrateful men, they were saying, it's not good enough. Nope. Nope. You don't care about us. You're not taking care of us. What you've given us isn't good enough. So they thought they knew better than God. So the anger of the the anger and judgment of God rested on these people that were troublemakers and they were stirring up the rest of the people. They were not helping these people and pointing them to God's provision. They were they were trying to spread discontent. They were being greedy and selfish and using their cravings to to t- try to get the other people to do and try to get to, to complain to God and try to get God to do something for them. So they didn't trust God to do what was best for them. They thought they knew what was best for them and they should, could, could try to like trick God into right. giving them more, better things. Yeah. There's also a passage in the New Testament that says how ungratefulness is sin. And yeah. It's in 2 Timothy 3 2. Uh, yes. 2 Timothy 3 2 says, For people will be lovers of self, lovers of money, proud, arrogant, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy. See, that is a long list of sin and ungratefuls in there. Yeah. God says, don't be ungrateful to me. I give you things that are good for you, and you need to trust me. Yeah, he knows what you need. Yep. Um, we're going to make our verse of the day, Numbers eleven twenty three, And I'll remind you what it says. It says, And the Lord said to Moses, Is the Lord's hand shortened? Now you shall see whether my word will come true for you or not. So God is telling Moses, uh, you, you think I can't do this? <laughs> <laughs> Silly Moses. I got Silly this. People. Don't worry about it. I, I will provide for their food. And he brought all those quail. Yeah. Which was a miracle. Yes. And easy for God to do. Mm-hmm. I think that's kind of neat. Do you think about miracles? To us, it's like, whoa, that's amazing. And it is. But that's only because God is amazing and God is powerful and God is just so big and so strong and so powerful and so all-knowing. It's not a big deal for him. It's a big deal to us, but his wonderful, awesome, powerful, incredible miracles are nothing Yeah, he's like, of course I can do that. (laughs) So there you go. I, I don't know that God will necessarily wipe you out if you're ungrateful, but... It is a very important thing to not be ungrateful. God says it's sin, and sin has to be punished, and it has consequences. So, there's a good reminder to us to be grateful to God for what He has done for us, and to remember that He is good and He is holy. Yeah. And even if it seems just like the simplest of things that you have, remember that God gave you that too. You can't do anything for yourself. God is the one who even is allowing you to be alive, who's giving you breath. Yes, take a deep breath and thank God for it. Yeah. I think we should tell jokes now. All right. Yeah. 
Yes? I was talking to a farmer recently. Oh, yeah? And he told me the actual term for people who take care of chickens. Oh, really? Yeah. It's, what yeah. is it? That's well, incredible. It's not just no, chicken farmer? No, they're called chicken tenders. <laughs> I love a good joke. We'll laugh from here to Roanoke. Being knocked back to riddles, we're grown ups or kiddles. I love a good joke. Well, I don't have a bird joke. Oh, no? That's all right. That's okay. I do have an animal joke, though. Good. What do you call a lizard who is a thief? Oh no, shame on him. No. What do you call him? A crocodile. <laughs> Stop, you crocodile! Crocodile. Crocodile. <laughs> Thanks for joining us, Puppet Podsters. We hope you enjoyed this Miracle Animals of the Bible. Yes. Um, and you should, like Stephen said, go back and listen. If you missed the other ones, you should go back and listen because there are some very incredible miracles that God used animals mm-hmm. to perform. And that is a really interesting study. Yes. It's been a very interesting study. It has. It sounds all grown up, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yes. So official. <laughs> And we will have another one for you next podcast. So come back and join us for that next right. week. Yeah. We hope you have a great rest of your week. And we hope you, oh my goodness, I almost closed off the yeah, podcast yeah. without saying any of the I'll stuff they can contact us. I was I was jumping ahead. <laughs> Don't do that. So, so you can email us <laughs> at stephenlydiasing at yahoo.com. Yes. Or you can tweet us at stephenlydia, and you can uh, check out our website, g-h-h-i-n-c dot o-r-g. There's information there, like how you can come see us, where we'll be next. There are some videos there on the Listen Watch tab, and you can listen to our podcast and other episodes right there as well. Yeah. Our website has it all. Sure does. All right. Oh, yeah. This has been Off Hand with Stephen and Lydia, a production of God's Helping Hands.